baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Fan Hotline presented by Sullivan Super Service, Pittsburgh trusted plumbing and HVAC provider for over 50 years. On that fan hotline is our sports director, Jeff Hathorne. Jeff, you back safe from Buffalo yet, big guy? Back safe from Buffalo. Yes. Happy I got to back, hear it. Uh, got home around four. Oh, man. So... But I beat most of the snow. That was the good news. That was ended up being the good move. I'm happy to ends. hear that. Happy to yeah. hear that. Yeah, on the way in and on the way back, coming That's from right. Orchard Park uh, near Buffalo. All right, Jeff, there, there's so many things I want to ask you. We want to ask you from the locker room last night. But I, I, we'll start yeah. with the Tomlin walk away. Can you take anything from a non-answer? Like, do you glean anything from him not answering that question from Brooke Pryor? No, and, it, you know, it's one of those things we've all been in interview settings or had guests on or whatever where you're like, you know, maybe this isn't the right time or we're probably not going to get the right answer. Do you ask it? Do you not? I think all of us in the room kind of thought, okay, we're going to get another shot at Tomlin, and I think it's a fair question from Brooke, and I think this isn't as big a deal if Tomlin just says, hey, we'll, we'll talk about this later, Um you know, I have no comment right now, or, hey, the emotions are still raw from the game. I think he ended up making it a bigger deal than it would have been if he just would have said, you know, whatever he was going to say, even if he would have said, yeah, I'll be back. Jeff, let's read into it a little bit more. Uh, You know, obviously he walks off and he doesn't answer the question. He doesn't respond. Uh, Do you anticipate him actually taking a step back and taking a year off with some of the reports being out there of Tomlin, uh, you know, sitting, sitting back for a year? I don't know if he necessarily knows, and, and that's maybe why he didn't want to get caught saying one thing or another. I mean, I don't think he would have gone up there and said no, um, but I, I don't know if he necessarily knows, kind of like you know, Cam Hayward didn't necessarily know if, if at this point he wanted to continue. I think he'll be back when he has you know, a few days to think about it and he talks to us next. I, I think he'll probably have an answer, um, but I would say unlike – Every other year when the season ended, when you knew Mike Tomlin would be back, there's a little bit of question this year. You mentioned Cam Hayward, and we're going to play the audio for the people a little bit later on in the show, Jeff. But being there, you know, he talked about the difficulty of this season and the injury. Did he sound like a guy that you think will be back next year? I think he was a guy that was very disappointed at what happened, that has had a really tough year with injuries and fought back with the groin. And I think it's something that he never fully recovered from and is caught up in the emotion right now. But I think when it comes to, say, two months from now, as you're starting to look at, you know, 
as you're getting to the point where you're going to start signing free agents, uh, I think he'll be back. I do. Um, barring any setback in his recovery um, or something, a deeper issue with him physically, um, I think that was as much the emotion of the day. I do think Hayward uh, loves the game, and I think he does believe uh, in most of what they're doing, so I, I think he will be back. Jeff, what do you think Najee was alluding to in his postgame interview, saying that uh, you know it's not as structured on a day-to-day basis, not really calling out coaches, but saying the structure on a day-to-day needs to change, saying the discipline needs to change. Him coming from a place we were we were guessing that he's talking about Alabama, where it was right. uh, you know a high-level structure. What, what do you read into what Najee was saying postgame? If not, he had a really tough high school coach. Uh, but yeah, I'm guessing Alabama too. Yeah, that was. Um, and for a little context, when he mentioned that, it just so happened at that point. Uh, Tomlin had come into the room and was kind of like right behind where we we were doing interviews. So I I, I can't say 100%, but he may have dropped that because he saw out of the corner of his wow. eye that Mike was right there. And it wasn't that Mike comes in and, and listens to all the interviews. He just happened to come in because Najee was basically the last in the room, probably as they like, hey, come on, we're all getting on the bus. Um, and then – Tomlin left. He didn't stay there for the whole thing. He just was there for a short period of time. Um, but obviously there's something that has to do with the coaches or the structure uh, and what they allow uh, internal discipline. I, I could only speculate. I don't know 100%, but I think we could probably point to a couple of people that he was probably discussing. And I mean, you remember after the Cleveland game, some of his words, and all of a sudden there was a change with Matt Canada. We'll see if this what this round of talk and the fact that there'll be time at least after this uh, for the off season to kind of let this settle in the air. We'll see what kind of impact this had. Jeff Hathorn, our sports director, joining us here in the Fan Morning Show, which is brought to you by Armstrong Comfort with Matt Mertz Plumbing. Najee Harris really good at dropping bombs without really providing the context and telling you exactly what he's talking about. <laughs> Not the first time this year. He was much more clear on the play calling, though, wasn't he, Jeff? Talking about how they usually play too high, but they were rolling a safety into the box, and they just ran into it anyhow. I mean, that's as critical on the record as a guy's been all year, I thought, of the play calling. Yeah, I thought we saw some scared money out there, boys. Hmm. Scared money. I mean, there were opportunities to take some shots downfield, and they, I, I get it. You want to control the line of scrimmage. You've kind of gotten to this point, primarily from being able to, to run the football, and you want to establish that. But – you're seeing it. It hasn't changed. They're overplaying the box. I mean, you've made good decisions. Uh, you have a guy with the best throws the best deep ball on on your stat, you know, on your roster at quarterback. Take some damn chances. Um, you know, the, the interception wasn't even a chance. It was just a bad decision and a, and a good play by Elam. But uh, they needed to take some shots downfield. Listen, was there some win there? Yes. But more like typical Buffalo win than win that there's no way anybody could throw the football in. Um, that was disappointing that they didn't that, – that they got back to conservative play calling, which tells you that the first, whatever, 10 games of the season wasn't all Canada. Uh, it, it was coming from the top about being conservative. Jeff, what's your evaluation of Mason's uh, performance yesterday? I mean, the interception was tough. It's, it's second and goal from the four. I mean, the play call didn't help him. 
No, 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 no. But in those situations, like, unless you know for sure, throw it away and live to fight another down from the four-yard line. If it's fourth down or maybe if it's even third down, you, you try to squeeze that in yeah. there. Um, so that wasn't the best. I mean, he, he was off on a throw or two, but I thought, listen, he gave him a chance. They're down a score in the fourth quarter. Uh, even with some of the conservative calls, even with uh, the execution not being there, I thought he gave him a chance. And, and after, you know, that touchdown at the end of the first half, kept them in the game. Um, and, and even that drive leading up to the interception, I mean, he made some throws. I thought he was I, – I, let me put it this way. I know there was talk on Twitter. He was still their best option to remain in the game. Couldn't agree more. Jeff, thank you for uh, your diligent work sending all the audio back from Buffalo as we play through it all morning long. And thanks for coming on with us, man. We'll talk to you on Thursday. Yeah, thanks, boys. We'll see you. Take care. Jeff Jeff Hathorne, our sports director, doing the yeoman's work. We're going to hear from Mason Rudolph coming up next on his future with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Does he think he'll be back next year? And we'll also get into the game that Mason had yesterday. Good game, bad game. How do we evaluate it? That's on the way. You can get after us on Twitter. Brought to you by South Hills Kia in Peters Township. Visit them at southhillskia.net. Right now, it's an Austin Bechtold fan headline. Mason Rudolph was 22 of 39, 229 yards, two touchdowns, as well as an interception. An 80% passer rating in the Steelers lost 31-17 to the Buffalo Bills. In a game that the Steelers were trailing 21 to nothing, the team has now lost five playoff games in a row. For more fan headlines, 937thefan.com. Right now, here's Doran. Whether you want a new Chevy Equinox, Chevy Trax, or you want a brand new Chevy Silverado, Century 3 Chevy will make all your dreams come true. In addition to their wide selection of new vehicles, they sell a wide variety of certified pre-owned Chevrolet models. Want to talk about efficiency? You'll be in and out with a beautiful, newer used vehicle in less than 90 minutes when you visit Century 3 Chevrolet. Now that's what I call top-notch customer service. For more, go to century3chevy.com. We had Jeff Hathorne, our sports director, on in the last segment. And here's the money quote from Jeff Doran about Mike Tomlin walking away from Brooke Pryor at the end of that press conference. Quote from Jeff, I don't know if he necessarily knows if he's going to be back. That's maybe why he didn't want to get caught saying one thing or another. Now, this isn't a hot take guy. This is someone that I trust, that we trust, that everyone should trust. Jeff Hathorne saying he doesn't know if Mike Tomlin knows. If he wants to come back. Woo! Woo! Yeah, I mean, Mike Tallman's just such a, you know, live-in-the-moment type guy. I mean, that's just kind of how he operates. He thinks, of you know, one day at a time. I don't know if he's a real, real big-picture guy. And, you know, whenever he's in that moment, he just lost a football game, and that's all he's worried about. So, I think that – well, do we know when he's going to talk? Is he going to talk today? Is he going to talk tomorrow? You know what? I don't have the answer to that. Well, it'll, it'll be one of the next couple of days for sure. We'll find that out, and I think he'll decompress and, and sit there and think about it because he knows the question's going to be asked again um, with more detail. And I think that – I think that the media, uh, in this case, whenever he does talk this time, whenever the season's over now, that has the right to pry at that. Like, I don't see – like, he can't run away from it this can't time. Can't run away from it then. It'll be one of the first questions asked, and there will be follow-up after follow-up. And he has, to, he has to obviously answer that in a way that, I mean, why not be direct and, you know, not be on the fence about it? I think Jeff makes a great point. If he knew, he'd have found a way to answer the question one way or another, and he would have done a snippy Mike Tomlin one-liner. He probably doesn't know. It's a long season. It's emotional right after the game. All the national reports are that he's going to take some time and think about it now with one year left on his contract this offseason. I'm buying that he doesn't know. 
And I think the best thing for this franchise is that he does sit out and then maybe you trade him like Sean Payton a year from now and you move in a different direction because the last seven years, they just simply haven't been good enough. We'll get into that a little bit more later on in the program uh, as we're kind of juggling 15 different Steelers topics, obviously, right now in the aftermath of that loss. Mason Rudolph yesterday, quarterback rating of 80 through two touchdowns, one interception, 228 yards passing. Are you going to be back next season, Mason? You know, I love the Pittsburgh Steelers. They're, they've been my only home for six years. Um, we'll see what happens. Like I said, <laughs> it's not really my decision. It's a, a lot of it's out of my control. We'll see what happens. We'll get into whether or not they should bring him back. Probably in the next segment. I want people's calls on this and that at 412-928-9370 in the text line. Same number. Brought to you by Edgar Slander and Associates, a personal injury law firm where they always say there's never a fee unless we get money for you. Let's focus on the now before we get to the then, Doran. How do you feel like he played yesterday, Mason Rudolph? I thought he was solid. I thought he was solid. I think that he didn't get any help on the the interception. You know, it was an empty package. Uh, You didn't have a sidecar, didn't even threat to run, and you ran – you know, a comeback on the outside of Deontay Johnson and where he actually put the ball. And I, you know, I know that it was an interception and it was, a, you know, it was a kind of a momentum changing play. But where he put the ball was where exactly where he should have put it low and outside. I think that Elam just made an incredible play. He turned around and the ball kind of just hit him in his hands. Um, yeah, his wh- back was turned when he threw yeah, that ball. Like, I mean, he put it right where the where Deontay almost should be the only person to be able to get it. But Elam just put his foot in the ground, turned around, stuck his hands out, and real low and anticipated where the ball was going to be. So I think it was more of an incredible play than a bad throw by Mason. Probably should have threw it out of, out of bounds, obviously, and lived to fight another day. But other than that, I mean, there were some throws. I mean, you talked about it before we were um, hit the buttons to, to get on the show, the throw to Deont- or to Pickens. George Pickens, yes, the kind of like the back shoulder middle of the field throw. Uh, he was throwing the ball pretty well, and, you know, he, he – had his team fighting back, so I thought he was solid. I don't know. There are people out there saying that Mason was trash yesterday. I just didn't see it. He played well enough that he got the team back within seven in the fourth quarter as a 10-point dog, even though I thought the game plan was atrocious. Like, I don't blame him for the game plan. I don't blame him for scared money don't make money. Like, the opposite of that, which is what the Steelers did in this game. Jeff said it in the last segment. He said they coached kind of scared tentatively at the beginning of this game. Najee Harris agrees. The way you're built, what's your counterpunch have to be to that? So he's asked here about counterpunching to having a stacked box. The way you're built, what's your counterpunch have to be to that? Run it anyway. That's what my T say. That's what we say. That's why we walk around and, and make and say that saying. Um, <clears throat> we walk around and say run it anyway because we know we're going to come out there and pack the box. We know that. But, you know, this isn't the first time team's done that. Running anyway. Sometimes we do good. Sometimes we got to, you know, build off of those plays and uh, start. A team that plays more nickel than any in, in football in Buffalo. A team that plays more too high safety trying to stop the big play than any team in football. Abandon that philosophy, Sean McDermott did, to put an extra guy in the box almost every single play. And Najee Harris said there is no counterpunch. The counterpunch is run it anyway. That's not Mason's fault. If that's what Mason's being told, because I thought, all right, man, you see one single high safety, you got to give the guy freedom at the line of scrimmage to check out of that and take advantage of some of your one-on-one calls. But hearing from Najee there, if Mike Tomlin's saying the counterpunch is run it anyway, I'm guessing Mason didn't have the ability at the line of scrimmage to check into passing plays to try to take shots down the field. And that's how they got into the playoffs. Exactly. Is taking advantage 
finally of when teams did that, and they went back to their old ways in this game. I can't put that on Mason Rudolph. I mean, I feel like Romo said it at one point in the broadcast that Mason was cooking a little bit, and that's going to back the defense off uh, so the run game can get started or kind of vice versa. But, you know, uh, you you had teams that Mason beat that they were threatened by him throwing the ball down the field because he was connecting for the games that led them into the playoffs. And then that's when the run game did open up. But it just seemed to me that McDermott, and from the people we talked to last week, is is the best defensive schemer in the league was like, you can run the ball all you want. Like, we're not scared of Mason. They weren't scared of him. And the Steelers were like, well, you know, we hang our hat on the run game, and you're not scared of Mason. We're just going to try to run it as much as possible. And you just did – I don't think the Steelers had the faith in Mason, and I know that the Bills didn't have the faith that Mason Roof could beat them. Yeah. The way that they played absolutely backs up your point there, Doran. And then it's so weird then that on second and goal from the four-yard line, you don't even have a running back in the backfield. I thought one of the more questionable play calls of the game, too, Doran, was on that Steelers field goal drive to make it 21-10. to The Steelers had it at second and nine at the Buffalo 22. Second and nine, Buffalo 22. And I shouted at the TV, and I will remember this forever. About five seconds before the ball was snapped, Buffalo rotated a safety down into the box. There's like It looked like on the screen there were like 15 guys in the damn box. Second and nine, Buffalo 22. Najee Harris runs right into the line of scrimmage Mm -hmm. because where else are you going to run it no gain then it's third down and nine and you've got the entire world knowing that you have to throw it in that situation that is the example of no counter punch that is the example of bad coaching and again I can't then put the third nine throw on Mason Rudolph when the entire world knows he's going to throw the football I, I just can't so I actually think Rudolph was solid you say Rudolph is solid he played a pretty good game where do you come down on this, Steelers fans? 412-928-9370. We want your calls on how you thought Mason did yesterday. Do you think Kenny would have given them a better chance? And what do you make of the future now, Mason Rudolph? Would you have him back next year? 412-928-9370. We'll take your calls. We'll take your texts, which are brought to you by Edgar Snyder and Associates, a personal injury law firm where they always say there's never a fee unless we get money for you. Right now, though, it's an Austin Beck told fan headline. Steelers lost by two scores, 31-17 to the Bills in Buffalo AFC wildcard game. Tampa Bay beat Philadelphia 32-9. Houston is also moving on, as well as the Kansas City Chiefs. Green Bay stunned the Cowboys 48-32, and were the only road team to win over the weekend. Also, if you would like to read more about what Najee Harris said, go to 937thefan.com and his comments on the team's philosophies. For more. 937thefan.com. Here's Doran. Trust is a key component in my life. And let me tell you about somebody that I'd absolutely trust to sell my home. And that's Gina Petro. You'll have a five-star experience when you sell your home with Gina. You hear me talk about how great Gina is all the time. Michelle was planning to sell her home, and her cousin just kept raving about Gina and her team's work. Gina and her team came prepared when they went to sell Michelle's house for the first time and talked her through what she needed to do to get her home ready and what to expect. The communication was great, and the Petro team was patient with Michelle and her husband until they were ready to put their home on the market. Gina will sit down with you. You agree on a price. You agree on a deadline. If the deadline passes and the home isn't sold, she will have a bot and turn it into a rental. She also offers a no-obligation guarantee. She doesn't do her job at any point. You're free to get out of the contract. You know what to do. Pull out your phone. Give Gina a call, 724-602-9752, or Google Gina GMP of Remax Select Realty, and look up GinaWillSellYourHome.com. That's Gina will sell your home. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is high. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. I thought Mason Rudolph warmed up to the task. I thought he played a solid game. The interception was massive. George Pickens fumble, obviously a huge problem. But the defense ultimately, I thought, cost the Steelers the game. When the Steelers clawed their way back a couple of different times, well, the defense couldn't get a stop. Dorn and I both feel like Mason didn't play a great game, but played a solid game. What do you think? 412-928-9370. And now the queen of the fan morning show, Angela in Beachview. Good morning, Angela. Uh, uh, I bet you I set Guinness Book of World Records for F-bombs yesterday. Well, I was going to say, if it was a different context for your call, we could have misconstrued that first syllable to come out of your mouth as sexual there. Or a, a pleasurable <laughs> one. But we know that given the Steelers lost the game, that that was pure agony. How do you feel like Mason performed? I thought he was solid. I thought he was fine. What I want to know, who was the doofus that put Miles Jack in coverage? Oy. And even Tony Romo said, that's been a weak spot for the Steelers all year long. Their ILBs in coverage. Duh. Then stop doing it. It's ridiculous. The standard is not the standard. Oh, my God. Angela, do you like hockey? Are you a hockey fan? Not as much as football. All right. Well, still call our show. We love you. Goodbye. I mean, yeah. I mean, you have Dalton Kincaid, you know, the second best probably weapon outside of Josh Allen on their offense. So, you know, rookie tight end who's been killing it this year. You have him running wide open down the seam, and you have Miles Jack trying to do the baseball turn and run with him. Are you serious? Like that? Like, that's 101. The, the term trail position has never been more <laughs> like, accurate. Like, you oh have my. to laugh or you'll cry. Right. Also, Alandon Roberts made a hell of a play in the end zone, keeping up with, I think it was Dawson Knox, where he swatted it away at the last second. Even though he made that play, that's not a matchup you ever want to see. No. And we thought, man, you had KZ. You had Minka, and you could have had Eric Rowe. You could have, if you wanted to, had a game plan design where you could have had a safety trailing those tight ends all game long, and they they didn't. And that, to me, is unforgivable. You know, I've gone back and forth on this, and the question of the day is, do you blame the coaches or do you blame the players more? Look, that's Miles Jack not making a play. 
know, Patrick Peterson I thought was awful in this game, but the coaches are also making those conscious decisions of who they want those players in particular to try to take out of the game. Mm-hmm. You know, I could see I could see fans seeing that both ways. Coaches didn't do a good enough job. Players didn't do a good enough job. That's why you wind up losing by 14 points. But as for Mason, how do you feel like he played? 412-928-9370. We'll focus on the now with Mason right now. We'll get to his future coming up in a little bit. Let's go to Debbie in Florida. Good morning, Debbie. Good morning. How are you guys? Terrible. I'm good. I know. I know. Um, I thought Mason was really solid. And just think what he could do if he had a, a decent offensive coordinator and a quarterback coach. Yeah, I, I thought I thought it was a losing game plan, Debbie. I really did. Like he, they trusted him to make plays when the coverage dictated that the last three games, and they coached kind of scared in this yeah. one. Like I just can't, I can't get over the fact that they found their way into the playoffs, and they found their way into the playoffs for you know a legitimate reason, and that was the play of Mason Rudolph and what he was doing. And then you just you're in the playoffs, you have an opportunity. Everybody's record is the same. And you get conservative, like, or you get like, you know, it, you, you didn't, you didn't use the resources that got you there. Like, Buffalo and, like, was wh- content like, to let Mason win the game. Hey, if Mason beats us, Mason beats us. Right. And the Steelers were like, Nah, we're good. We're just gonna run the ball into a crowded right, box. Right. You're right. You know what? He. You know what? We're 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 not gonna we're, we're not gonna let him do what he's good at. Yeah. Like you're right. You know, keep that defense out there, and we're just gonna try to fight fire with fire right now. They tried to man up. Yeah. And I think they could have had success running the ball if early on the game they were intentional about taking some of those shots, Doran. Like, if you back those safeties back, if you get them to play the too high, that they want to play, that they always play, if you back them off, get those guys out of the out of the box, you could have run the ball against a defense that gave up 4.6 yards per carry. But Sean McDermott said, okay, we're not going to let you run. And they just decided to run the ball anyhow. That is horrendous coaching. Horrendous. And yeah, they need a new offensive coordinator, obviously. Breadman in the Penn Hills. we got a cast of winners here, uh, phone callers right now. Hey, Breadman. Good morning, guys. Um, listen, man, I, I, you know, the season was dead. Ma- Mason um, did what he had to do, I thought, as a third-string guy coming in. We rallied around it. It didn't happen. But the, the loss wasn't strictly on him, I don't think. It was wow. a terrible interception, no doubt. But the defense played terrible yesterday. Uh, they didn't give us what we saw the last three weeks. They weren't hitting anybody. They were unsure. They were on their heels. I, I want to see a defensive coordinator change without a doubt. Um, they just don't run the same type of zone blitzes they used to. Um, it's become vanilla. We talked about the offense being vanilla early in the year, midway, midway part of the year. The defense needs to get more exotic. They, they just don't. They don't sit down. They sent some people the last two or three games, but they're, they're, just, not, they're just not getting the job done. Um, I thought Highsmith had a terrible game yesterday. He was held about five times, but see, I, that's what I was going to say. He didn't say. do enough. He he had he had a sack. I thought, and thank you for the call, Bread Man. I thought he was actually pretty good. I really do. And he got held time after time after mm-hmm. time. Like if there's one gripe, and we'll get into this later about the officiating, that's actually my biggest gripe. Is they called some ticky tack things late, but he was held time and time again, and they had no designs on calling any of those. As for Rudolph. Do you want him back next year? How do you think he played? Do you want him back next year? 412-928-9370. We'll tackle that meaty topic coming up next. 
Brad Spielberger at 8 o'clock. Right now, an Austin Beck told fan headline. Adam Schefter reporting that future Hall of Fame center Jason Kelsey of the Philadelphia Eagles told his teammates in the postgame press conference locker room last night he is retiring, hanging it up at the age of 36 after a 32-9 loss to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Steelers lost by two scores to the Buffalo Bills, officially eliminated from the playoffs. If you want to hear about Mike Tomlin and what he had to say in the locker room and postgame, as well as what Najee Harris said in the locker room, including about the team's culture, Check out Jeff Athorn's piece on 937thefam.com. 50-minute mark on the fan is brought to you by South Hills, Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Route 19 in Peters Township celebrating 50 years in the South Hills. The Fan Morning Show Twitter poll, one of them, brought to you by PJ Fitzpatrick Home Improvement, trustpj.com. Go to underscore Adam Crowley on X for this wonderful Twitter poll. Do you want Mason Rudolph back as the Steelers' starting quarterback next year? Thus far, 60% of the voters say no, 40% say yes. Hmm. I wonder if you'd break it down further how many of those people want Kenny or if they just want somebody new altogether, Doran. Mm -hmm. But I'll give my take real quick here, and then I want to hear yours. Hmm. Here we go. (laughs) Here we go. Here's what I would do. I would try to find a suitor for Kenny Pickett. I would try to trade Kenny Pickett. You're not going to get a third-round pick like for Josh Rosen, I wouldn't think. Like, Arizona did that before drafting Kyler Murray. I would see if you get anything for him. Sixth-round pick, seventh-round pick. Someone wants to take a flyer on Kenny Pickett. I would bring Mason Rudolph back as your starting quarterback for next year, and I would also try to trade up in the draft and get a quarterback. So I would have Mason Rudolph basically in the Mitch Trubisky role from last year. I'd draft a quarterback, and... If Mason proves, oh my God, this guy is a guy, and he comes back next year, and there's a new coordinator, and he can take off, great. If not, you've traded up, you got a talented player in the draft, and you move on with that guy. I just don't see a world where Mason Rudolph would want to come back if Kenny's on this roster. I don't see a world where those guys could have success, either one of them, if the other guy's here. So that's what I would do. Outside of Trubisky, this quarterback room left the Pittsburgh Steelers in quarterback purgatory in a place where they just don't know. Like, I mean, just like Jeff said about Mike Tomlin's future and what Mike Tomlin might be thinking uh, whenever he walked out of the interview, uh, he just doesn't know what is going to transpire. He doesn't know where he's at, doesn't know what he wants to do. I think the Steelers just, you know, with Kenny Pickett leaving so much left on the table, um, an up and down year, getting hurt. You know, that's not – their evaluation of him is still kind of like gray. Incomplete. Incomplete. And same with Mason. You know, four games, is that enough? It is for me. It, it, I mean, is that enough to say that he is the guy? No. No, right. not so, that. But he would be my – I would allow him to be my stopgap. He showed me more in four games than Kenny did in 24. So I'd roll with him because I think he can win more games with him in the interim. And then I would draft a guy. I would draft a guy. What are you doing? You going with Kenny next year? You going with Mason? Well, that's that's what they're going to do. Like, Kenny's going to get the ball. He's going to have the ball in his hands to start OTAs. Um, if they sign Mason back, it'll be a competition. But Kenny will start with the ball. It'll be Kenny's job to lose. I wouldn't come back if I were Mason in those I circumstances. I wouldn't either. Yeah. You go out, you try to chase the biggest bag possible with a chance to play. And if you just let a team back to within one score in the fourth quarter when you were a 10-point dog after dragging this team, kicking and screaming to the playoffs, winning three straight games, and they ain't going to give me the first crack, I'll go any place else. Now, that's what I think that they are going to do as as an entity, as the Pittsburgh Steelers. That's how that they will roll things out. But what I think personally they should do 
is that I, I I have my intuition tells me that the team believes in Mason. Not saying that they don't necessarily believe in Kenny, but Kenny still leaves a lot to be desired, and they just don't know. If you I think pulled the, the team, yeah, I think the t- the players on the team. If you asked every single one of the fifty two other guys if Mason Rudolph should be the quarterback next year, the starting quarterback of the Pittsburgh Steelers, they would be like, yes. And that tells me that I think personally that Mason should be the starting quarterback of the Steelers next year and they should work out a deal. But what they're going to do is give Kenny the opportunity, and if they do work out a deal with Mason, it'll be on a basis of competition. Yeah, what I said I don't think is realistic. Like I don't even know that you'd be able to get anything for Kenny, but in a perfect world, that's what I would do. I know that you say you want Rudolph to be the guy. I, I do think you're right, though. I think the whole depth chart gate, as long as Mike Tomlin is back, and I think that's the biggest question mark here, but as long as Mike Tomlin decides he wants to be back, I do think it will be Kenny Pickett to start next year. Mm-hmm. And off we go again to sliding maybe into the playoffs and then getting destroyed in the first round. We'll talk about that more long form coming up after Brad Spielberger. Brad's going to join us next. We'll get his thoughts on how Mason Rudolph played. What would he do with the Steelers quarterback position next year? That's all on the way with PFF's Brad Spielberger. But right now, fan weather brought to you by Sun Chevy. 2024 starts with great incentives on the Trailblazer, Blazer, Equinox, and Silverado. SunChevy.com. Snowy early today. Highs in the upper teens. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.